Welcome to the podcast by Little Honey Money. Wellness, support, and wisdom for new motherhood in the modern world. Hi, I'm Erica. And I'm Joanna. And this is Little Honey Money. We are here to talk about wellness and support for new motherhood. We speak with the experts so we can share their wisdom with you. Yes, and today we have a great expert. Her name is Kimberly Von Slomsky, and she is the founder of Sleep Dreams LA, a baby and toddler sleep training business, and also the founder of LA Doula Care, which is a postpartum doula and newborn care specialist business. Yay! Welcome, Kimberly. Yeah. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. No, I'm so happy you're here, and I'm really mostly excited for Joe because all she talks about is like when she becomes a mom she wants to like be able to sleep and oh my God, like, sleep is the most Joe important her, thing to me Joe loves her sleep <laughs> yeah. love my sleep like it is I anyone somebody's like oh like what's your skincare routine I'm like I sleep yeah <laughs> like sleep is like the game changer for me so it's probably my top like three fears of becoming a mom so I'm very excited overall about wellness yes. yes important yeah mm-hmm. definitely so before we get into the sleep of it all can we just briefly talk about your work as a newborn care specialist, because this is a big part of what Little Honey Money is about, is finding those kind of support resources. And for those who don't know what that term means, can you explain what that is? Definitely. So a newborn care specialist does full care for the newborn baby after you come home from the hospital. So this can either be daytime or nighttime care. Most families need nighttime, of course. So your specialist would come in and really kind of like take the reins and show you any type of tips and tricks that may help you with the baby from swaddling to feeding, to breastfeeding, to scheduling, to setting up the nursery, to all of these things. Um, They're really your expert that's there with you to answer any questions you have and to allow you to get sleep. So the other half of that is a postpartum doula. Postpartum just means after birth. Some people get that confused with the labor doula. So postpartum doula comes in also after you come home with baby. And it's more like an educational role. So it is more of like a training situation to where she's going to really walk you through the process of kind of bringing baby home because you don't get that manual or booklet with your baby once you have your baby. And she also does mother care. So not only helping you take care of the baby, help you get more sleep, help you with breastfeeding, latch and positioning, all of that. She really will help you get back to sleep so you can recover faster. So that means if you are breastfeeding, once you feed the baby, She would take the baby, do the burping, do the diaper change, do the swaddling, rock back down to sleep. It's honestly a godsend so that you're not on your own little baby island when you come home from the hospital. And, you know, it really is some clarity and some guidance for you to feel more confident as a new parent and to help you transition into that whole world because there's so much out there and you can go down the Google rabbit hole so easily. Google, yeah. Yeah, everyone gets into it, but this is the best way and um, the more straightforward way, I believe, to kind of understanding what it is to be a new mom and to also support you and what your goals are for your baby. So in a non-judgmental way. So as long as the baby and mama and dad or mama, mama or dad and dad are safe, happy and healthy then we just support you in all of those decisions moving forward. It's amazing. Yes, love that. I also feel like earlier what you said, I feel like most of my new mom friends, the one thing they say is like when they leave the hospital, they're just like, 
I'm just responsible for this now. Like it's that yeah, kind of funny. I mean, like even getting in the car for the first time with a newborn, you're just like, Whoa. it's really like, surreal when you're this? driving. Like, I'm home. now like massively responsible for this human's life. They're like, can I stay longer? It's a big deal. It's like, they're letting me have this. <laughs> yeah. Are you <laughs> sure I'm ready? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, totally. With everything that, that you described, at what point did you really hone into like sleep as, as a specialty of what you do and what you offer? So as I started, you know, my whole career in postpartum doula world and mm-hmm. birth specialist world, I really realized that sleep is the one thing that people were saying over and over and over again. Like, can you just help us get sleep? Can you help the baby get sleep? And I always did sleep condition the babies that I worked with. So that just basically means helping the babies get on their circadian rhythm faster, helping them differentiate between day and night so that they're sleeping at night and not all during the day and flip-flopping their schedule. So I automatically already do that, help push feeds closer to morning so you're not having to wake up every hour to two hours You know when they're cluster feeding during the night. However, I was noticing the need for sleep training as in I would need to get certified to be able to do this. I could sleep train anytime I wanted to with my doula families, but I wanted to be able to provide the service and to feel like I have this certification to be able to do this. So I got certified as a sleep trainer and then I was able to start Sweet Dreams LA and uh, eventually grow my team. So now we have an entire team of sleep trainers and we, we've worked even internationally in Canada. We've had a couple opportunities in Mexico. So people find us and realize I really need someone here with me to walk me through the process so we don't mess it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when you do go to like Mexico or Canada, they fly you out there or you do it virtually? Yeah. So we get flown out there. Obviously with COVID times right now, we're not traveling internationally, but we do offer a remote program. So we give a promotional rate for our remote programs, even though most people hire us because we're there with you. Yeah. I'm sure. So during this time, we just get COVID tested a few days before and quarantined before we go into the home. And then we don't leave the house uh, while we're there just to make sure everyone's safe and protected during this time. So great. Very cool. So in my experience as a mom of two, I feel like the topic of sleep is just so controversial and I can never find like a constant like this is best practice for sleep like it's always like the advice is always changing or different and you know you talk to one person and it's this advice there's a divide yeah Yeah. it feels very like why is that within this day and age with so much science and so much data that there is no best practice across the board for sleep right that's a great question this is a very common question with parents I talk to so A lot of the times people get advice from their parents, how they did it, or then their grandparents, how they did it. So a lot of the times what I hear is a lot of these families are like, well, my mom just said she just threw us in the room and shut the door and just didn't worry about it, you know? And like, that was it. We didn't have a schedule or anything. We just like crossed our fingers and went with it. So no baby monitors either. (laughs) Yeah. What is all this like sleep training and baby monitors and all that? And, you know, and it's so crazy and... But the real reason, you know, that the sleep training works and that why it's so crucial is number one, sleep is the number one way that new moms can recover from childbirth. It's also how babies' brains develop the fastest. So babies' brains develop during their sleep. 
And that is the number one across the board, most important part of sleep training is that they're actually getting their appropriate sleep to be able to have that important brain development. Because there are people who have done it other ways, they might feel like that is what's best for us. And it's a very personal opinion. Sleep training is very personal for each family. It just depends on what's going to work for your family individually. A really big issue that I hear from parents that are like, I don't know if I want to sleep train. You know, I don't know if that's right for us is we're not tending to our baby's needs, right? They're thinking if our baby's crying, we're not good parents by not going in every single time he cries. However, after the baby is, you know, 12 pounds, 12 weeks, the need is sleep. So their need is the most important need is sleep at that point. As long as they're getting their proper feeds during the day, getting enough calories during the day, the next is sleep. So we're actually giving them the tools to be able to put themselves to sleep and back to sleep on their own so that they can have proper development, but also, you know, timing out their schedules during the day according to their sleepy cues so that it is baby led in a way because you have a time frame that's approximate, which will help to be able to put him down when he's ready, which also helps minimize tears. But by watching his cues, we're able to put him down when, say, he's having a growth spurt or he's not feeling well and you don't know it yet. He's going to tell you when it's time to go down. So it's actually very baby-led. It's very organized and it's flexible at the same time. But it is really nice because the babies really know what's coming next. And I think it's really important to treat babies as just small humans everyone is so different and we just have to treat them like they need to understand what's coming, you know? And I think what you said about cues is something really important because I don't know that that's always instinctual. Like as a mom, I feel like sometimes people had to point out cues to me, like even in the hospital. What's an example of a cue? I don't like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's start there. (laughs) That's a great question. I love these questions because for me, it's just, you know, what I, the verbiage I use every day. So sleepy cues are anything from, you know, rubbing your eyes, lack of interest in playing, crankiness, yawning, obviously, any of those kind of signs that they're ready or getting ready to go to sleep. One thing a lot of parents don't know is that crying is actually a latent sign of being overtired. So you've already kind of missed the mark once Mm. they're to the crying point. So we're trying to catch them right at the sleepy cues. So understanding your child's sleepy cues are one of the things that I do when I come into your home to really kind of teach you even more about your baby so that he can communicate with you about when he's ready to go down. And then you kind of just understand a little bit better. Got it. I have this whole like idea in my mind when I think like sleep training that like there's this like chalkboard and it's these like times all day and like my entire day is just checking what I need to do at that time is like it's like the feeding schedule that is that not totally wrong am I not wrong (laughs) (laughs) okay because like I was like is that like a part of this like you know because that's what I've noticed some of the moms that go really into it though it's just like I see these like feed put down read bath and I'm just like okay cool so that's my life oh my god (laughs) Joe knows the program oh so that is I know okay great I was hoping you were just like, no, no, not at all. Like your kid just starts kind of telling you when it wants to go to sleep and then you just put it to sleep. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. So in the beginning, when your baby is younger, you know, we start as early as 12 weeks. It is a lot like that. There is eat, play, sleep, eat, play, sleep, eat, play, sleep all day. 
So it does seem like that until they're about, you know, at least six months when they're going to start transitioning to two naps, where it's a little bit less like that. There's more free time. There's more time to do things throughout the day. But the benefit of having that is that your baby will be ready at that time. So you're not going to have this guessing game of like, oh, I want to go take him to the park, but he might fall asleep in the stroller. And then we're going to miss that nap. And then it's going to be like the day's messed up. So it's almost like you want to have that routine and schedule so that you also know how to plan your day. Right, right. I've worked with families from, you know, high profile industry families to families who are stay at home and everybody needs to have some kind of schedule. So everyone knows what's coming next. Got it. So it's nice with the flexibility too, is say you have an appointment and you have to wake him up early before his appointment. You can put him down for that nap a little bit earlier to be able to get him up for that appointment. You can also like do a nap out in the stroller or in the carrier if you need to. You can nap him at your friend's house with a pack and play. It's actually really easy to follow the schedule. And it's so nice because he's going to know how to put himself to sleep and back to sleep. He doesn't need any external negative sleep associations to put himself to sleep, which means anything that an adult would have to do to be able to help him sleep. He has it all on his own. Right. And I like you keep using the word flexibility because that's nice. It's nice to know that you can like, you kind of give the tools to like make it, you don't have to be so strict with yourself and know and be fluid and confident and like kind of change things as you need. So I love that. There was one other thing you said, because in my mind, from everything I've heard with the care providers or specialists was like, I want a night nanny. Cause in my mind that gave me sleep, right? Somebody up to just be with the kid. But you mentioned earlier, it's like a night nanny kind of versus a sleep training professional or or postpartum doula professional. Like what is the difference between those two when it comes to sleep training? Yes. This is a great question. You have great questions. You're so set up. Like, by the way, I'm in the middle of IVF. I will be a mom soon. So these questions are all in my mind. Oh my gosh. It's so good. It's so good. I would be happy to chat with you about all these things then too. So just to clarify, because this is a really tricky, confusing point in the whole baby specialist industry. So night nanny, newborn care specialist, postpartum doula, they essentially could do very similar things. Night nurse is another term. The only difference is that postpartum doulas do focus half baby, half mother care. So you're going to be you know, watching out for a little bit more of that postpartum mood disorder that might come up. Um, You're going to be making teas potentially or helping out around the house, helping with sibling transitions, you know, picking up groceries on the way to the house if needed. It's kind of like an extra set of hands that will also be up with your baby all night to support you and your baby throughout the night uh, to be able to get sleep. A newborn care specialist, night nanny, and basically night nurse. Night nurse does not mean they're a registered nurse. Ah. So night nurse is actually not a correct term these days. Yes. So people think night nurse is a registered nurse. There may be some at newborn care specialists, which is the correct term these days, that are also RN, but night nurse doesn't mean that they're an RN, um, just to clarify. So across the board, like when people call LA doula care, it's called LA doula care. They might be asking just for a doula. But a lot of our doulas do newborn care specialist work as well, which is mostly just baby care. If you're asking for a postpartum doula, you're really looking for breastfeeding support, mother care, and kind of helping around the house. So if it's straight just NCS, newborn care specialist, solely baby care. Postpartum doula, more of an educational role, 
um, mother care and all those things. So just to clarify that. Thank you for clarifying. Thank you. Even before Mm -hmm. we started this, I was trying to explain the differences to Joanna and I had a hard time doing it because in my mind, I, I feel like I know the differences just from my own experiences, but I've never really been able to explain the differences and right. i think, I think yeah, it's a right, huge question you had, you had Lori, but like sleeping it wasn't really Lori was my sleep birth training. doula birth doula yeah she was my prenatal and birth doula and then after then comes all of this type of support that can yeah. really just outline for us so i'm i'm really yeah. happy that you explained the differences of that so clearly yeah no great i know i'm so happy to and i think for me, even I have to clarify every day with families who, talk, who call me because they're asking for one thing and they're not sure what they actually need. And across the board, a baby specialist is going to be able to look after mom. It's going to be able to do all the baby care. It's just some people are going to be more specific to the type of care they would like. Right. Um, and so I always like to kind of just like put that out there. You know, the postpartum doula care, going back to your question, and sorry, newborn care specialist care is really kind of getting you recovered from childbirth or, you know, your C-section, however you delivered your baby, which by the way, however you have your baby is the right way to have your baby. Like there's no, you know, I hear kind of myths like, oh, I can't have a doula if I had a C-section or I can't have a doula if I'm not breastfeeding. We support all types of families. Love that. No matter how your baby made it into this world, we're here to help you and can support you with breastfeeding or formula feeding and happy to answer all those questions and yes, um, support you in cool. that way. So important for moms yeah, out there to know that. Important. To know that you yeah, can so, kind of like go to you guys to find like the best version for what you need and they could be flexible enough to like, yeah, support you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I have a whole crew of amazing women who really range from more like holistic, you know, to making like special baths for a new mom to teas and soups to like more like mainstream or maybe even more clinical. So depending on the family is how I really get to know them to understand who would be the best fit for that family after chatting with them. Right. I love to mix and match and pair the right fit. Also, I keep missing this part of your question, but basically what a lot of families would like to do is, you know, have a newborn care specialist, baby specialist at night through say a year old to where like, no, it's okay. I'm just going to have someone wake up with the baby. It's fine. I just don't want to be up with the baby at night because I need to get my sleep. And by the way, needing to get your sleep is not selfish. Like that's the first thing I want to put out there. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. It's not selfish. It's a, a necessity <laughs> to get sleep. I think there's unfortunately too much of this martyrdom vibe that's happening where it's like, oh, I stayed up all night with my baby last night. I'm going to get a trophy in the morning. There's no trophy in the morning. (laughs) There's just bags under your eyes and a headache. There's nothing that's going to come in the morning. But there is something about providing the best care for yourself, for your baby, and finding those resources that are going to make you the best parent you could be. Yeah. And that is rewarding at the end of the day. Yeah. So refreshing to hear that take. There is something about giving the parents the confidence to be able to move forward. So all of our doula and specialists do their job correctly if they work their way out of the job. So we don't want parents to be dependent on us. And even though, of course, they love us and they're like, we could do this without you. I always want to make sure that we are working away to the job. So we have taught them all the skills they need to do and feel confident moving forward. And the thing is, is that 
I will not let you fail. And my team will not let you fail. So we believe in lifelong good sleep. So once you hire us on your team, if you have questions down the line, you could call us as your own personal sleep concierge and be like, we're moving to a toddler bed. What do we do? Or we're flying to Japan. How do we get them on a schedule? Or you know, whatever, time's changing. What do we need to do to address them? And we don't have an end potentially to the program because we truly believe in lifelong good sleep. So really, our babies and toddlers are sleeping well into their adolescence and it provides those good sleep habits. I have adults that tell me, oh, can you help me sleep? You know, I never had those to be able to be a good sleeper. And so I'm what's like, the answer? It's going to be the spinoff of your next business. It's going to be like adult sleep training. I know, it's so funny. And I tell adults, you know, my tips for getting better sleep and they just don't want to hear it because one of them is no technology, at least an hour before bed, no screens, no okay, TV. Bye. Yeah. I know, right? It's like, probably not. Um, yeah. No phone, no TV, no electronics. It's basically turning on your brain and the blue light doesn't help you sleep. So that's a little bit tricky. And that's the one part, especially. And a routine, going to bed at the same time every night and waking up at the same time in the morning. And that's not easy either. I feel like, Joe, you do that. I do. I'm in bed by like eight or nine. I'm like, I've always been a good sleeper and I like love sleeping. You spoke about circadian rhythm earlier and I like don't know where I came from. I think my parents are the ones that probably threw me in a room and was like, you're crying, just go to sleep. But I go to sleep. Once it starts the sun sunsets, like I'm getting tired and I'm like ready to start like getting into my night routine. The second the sun rises, your girl's up. I can tell the difference in my mood, my energy and everything you're saying. It's like, most people now are starting to recognize or you see like um, more and more people realizing how important it for adults to get good a night's sleep and how important it is. It's like, why wouldn't it have been important to us as a child and for moms? And, you know, our lives don't end when you have a kid. You got to keep going and sleep is equally as important. And I love that you said that it helps women heal. You know, our bodies do such incredible things while we're sleeping, you know, in the way that we like regenerate certain cells and the way like our body just, we digest food. Like there's so many interesting studies about what happens during sleep. For fighting illness. Yeah. Like, fighting illnesses. Yeah. COVID. Like even do COVID. I'm like, guys, sleep. Don't drink too much. Yeah. Take some vitamins. Yeah. But like, you know, sleep, I think is like a magic healer. If I could bottle it, it totally, up and like give it to people and not be a it drug. It totally is. <laughs> yeah. Kimberly, I call you the fixer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. From, from because, like your experience. Yeah. <laughs> because of when somebody maybe hasn't done sleep training or conditioning or they've, you know, kind of followed different advice or changed their practices or routines, when they end up as toddlers that don't have good sleep habits, what happens then? Is it too late? Is there still hope? What do we do? Okay. So this is the one that a lot of sleep trainers won't touch is toddlers. They don't want to deal with it because it's more behavioral at this point. And, you know, behavioral with the parent and the toddler. And really, you're doing what you need to do to get by. I never blame parents for what they've done already. I applaud them for calling me when they do. I understand. So it's not something to be embarrassed about or shy away from asking for help at that point because you feel lost or helpless. The thing that is very similar about baby and toddler sleep training is it's about routine, which everybody says that like weight loss or you know better sleep or just having an organized day, it's routine. But when your toddler and your baby knows, you know, what's coming next, they are much more secure and 
the reason why toddlers don't sleep well is because they're not feeling secure in their routine. They need to know what to expect and what is expected of them. Makes sense. All makes sense. Yeah. There's a question that I it came up for me when I was reading about what you do in relation to someone we had on our podcast a couple episodes before. Her name is Molly Normand, and she's a perinatal therapist. And she had mentioned, you know, because we talked about how important sleep is for the development of a child's brain. But for her, she had mentioned like this correlation between sleep deprivation and postpartum depression with moms. Um, in your experience, have you witnessed any relationship between the two? Yes, definitely. So you don't know if you're going to be experiencing postpartum depression when you have a baby. You don't know beforehand at all. You're kind of in a way because of your hormones, they're all out of whack. You don't know what's going to be coming with it. By having the support of a doula or newborn care specialist, you have somebody there who can kind of look out or watch out for these signs. First and foremost, who can identify this. Specifically, postpartum doulas are good at this. They're trained and looking for these signs. So you have someone who's unbiased. You don't have your partner saying like, you just don't want to get out of bed or what's wrong with you? You know, you haven't taken a shower for three days. Like, (laughs) you know, and I'm not saying all like this, but it is to identify the difference between like baby blues, which could be as easy as like, I just don't feel like myself or I just don't want to go out of the house to having serious like suicidal thoughts or thoughts about harming your child. And the one thing I just want to make sure is very clear is postpartum depression runs the gambit between that, between just not wanting to get out of bed or wanting to leave the house, not wanting to change your clothes to having very scary thoughts about suicide. So everything in between or harming your baby is postpartum depression. So I hear often from a lot of moms are like, I have a little postpartum depression or I just wasn't feeling like myself. And Postpartum depression wasn't really diagnosed until fairly recently because it was kind of looked down upon. Like, come on, you're strong. You get through this. Every other mom has gone through it. Like, you can do this too. And your body just created a human being and you gave birth or you had surgery to bring that baby into the world. Your body created a miracle. You need to have a little more grace first, you know, like kind of appreciation and gratitude for what you've done. So it does. So like saying like allowing yourself to sleep, like I said earlier, not feeling guilty about that sleep because that's regenerative for you and like helps you just think clearly. And yeah. And sleep repairs, right? Sleep is going to repair your body. It's going to be good for you, your emotional well-being. It's going to be good for your other kids who are in your family if you have them. That's one thing that we don't tend to address is a lot of families are like, I don't really need, you know, postpartum doula or newborn care specialist care right now because you know, I've done this before. I have another one. That's for people with like first time who don't know what they're doing. However, I like to beg to differ because that's a lot of the times when you really do need the help because you have a toddler sometimes who's really needing your attention and your care. And the toddlers are the ones who can really feel that disconnect from when you have a new baby. So if you're not getting sleep for number one, yourself, your partner, your job, a lot of new moms go right back into work and your baby and to be able to get rest so your body feels good to breastfeed or whatever miraculous, amazing things you're doing, you definitely need the time also for your toddler to feel good, to have that energy to be there and be present. One thing I hear about sleep, especially in the beginning, is I'm overly exhausted and I don't remember anything that happened with my newborn baby. I don't remember anything in those first days. It was a blur. That's 
the most common thing I hear when I talk to sleep training clients. They call me and say that. And the thing about having care right after you have your baby is that you're not just going to have to go through those moments in survival mode where of course you're going to make it because you're just surviving, but you're not necessarily thriving. So by having that newborn care, you can really thrive and remember those early moments with your baby and really cherish that time. I also hear a lot from moms like, I'm not going to feel like a good mom if I have someone else like feeding the baby at night. And I'm <laughs> like, me. trust me. I know. I'm like, you're not going to miss it. You're not going to miss it at all. And the nights that you don't have care, you'll enjoy those. Or maybe you'll be overtired and you'll be like, oh, I can't wait for tomorrow. Right. And when you have night care, it doesn't mean that they're just gone and not available to you during the day. Of course, they have to have the rest too, but they're available for texting calls. Like, do you have any ideas for this? Do you have any ideas for this? You have a baby expert at your fingertips during the most crucial transition time. And you said you usually recommend it was like at 12 weeks. Yeah. From the moment I bring the baby home for 12 weeks, that's kind of your recommendation for postpartum care. And within that, there's some sleep training as well. Yeah. So at the 12 week mark, 12 week and 12 pounds is when we start sleep training. Obviously, if you have twins, that's adjusted. So if your twins were early, we adjust that age and, you know, you can wait to when you're ready. A lot of the times the parents aren't ready. So we just wait and kind of talk through it. We like to book in advance so that number one, you have something to look forward to and that we have availability for you. Also, we kind of keep in touch with you until the sleep training, just to check in to see how things are going. But ideally people are like, okay, when's the best time to sleep train? And I'm like, when do you want to start getting sleep? And when do you want your baby to sleep? So the newborn care specialist is when you come home from the hospital, but the sleep training would be at 12 weeks. 12 weeks, exactly. Minimum. Yes. The most comprehensive care is basically, you know, birth to at least 12 weeks of overnight care with a specialist, a doula or a newborn care specialist. And after the 12 weeks, sleep training with a sleep specialist. Got it. So overall, it's really amazing for the baby or toddler's full wellness and your wellness and Mm -hmm. your whole family. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's better when everybody's sleeping. Just from my own experience, like sleep has been the number one, I feel like struggle because it's again, like I've I never... hear about it all the time from many of my friends. And like I was saying, it's very divided. It's like some are so strict and it's taken over their entire life. And like, it feels like it goes on forever. And other ones kind of do some probably great tools, like what you offer and work with people like you. And it's kind of like it gets done and then they're like lives are better and some don't do anything. And they're just kind of trying to figure it out and don't really know. Yeah. And I think that's a big one. I can instill confidence in the parents I work with because they see the progress from night one to night three, but continuing that support is what really makes it work because I am by your side, making sure you've got this. You're not going to have to completely redo another program or start something else. It's consistent. There's no magic wand it's just consistency and confidence. That's amazing. Kimberly, I love you. Can you move in? I know. Um, <laughs> so you're usually like planning ahead. Like how early when someone's expecting, do you recommend like, especially with how busy you guys are and to properly plan? Yeah. Is it like the second I get a positive pregnancy test or like at what point do you best recommend people reach out to you if they're pregnant? So I get like all across the board, you can imagine. So I do get some families that reach out the second they find out they're pregnant and we book from there. And what's nice about that is you have more availability in my team. So, and you'll have kind of like your pick. The next steps after that would be me checking availability and then giving uh, information for the FaceTime interview and really 
helping the family find that right fit for them because it is such a personal fit. And I understand that too, which is why it's so important for me for all the baby specialists to meet the families beforehand. And then from that point on, it's very straightforward. So as soon as you find out you're having a baby up to even after your baby's born. So, you know, I had just a client this week called her baby was born on the second. They're like, oh my gosh, we thought we didn't need help, but we do need help. And luckily babies are coming and going, coming and going in our contract so often that, you know, we will have someone available for you that potentially could have just finished. And like I said, we get COVID tested right before. And we really work with the families during this time to work with their level of comfort and their boundaries with COVID and just to make sure everyone feels comfortable and safe. Nice. So if you could give one piece of advice, (laughs) no pressure for parents to keep in mind to set themselves up for success for the long haul, what would that be? It's consistency and routine. So if you can keep up the consistency with your child or, you know, your baby or toddler, that's going to really kind of move you forward and continue the progress and success. I think that babies even and toddlers are so smart that even the follow through on discipline is really important. Follow through, stick with it, positive or negative, stick with both, stick with both the positive, stick with, you know, your discipline and just move forward. That is an overall question that I often get that I think is very helpful along with the routine and consistency in general and um, with sleep and follow through, you'll be successful. That's amazing. Love that. I'm excited. Great advice. Excited for all the sleep I'll get when I'm a mom. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. So tell our listeners how they can find you. So for LA Doula Care, for all of your postpartum doula and newborn care specialist needs, we actually have labor doulas now too, which is very exciting. Wow, congrats. Um, yay, and we're just expanding everywhere. So it's great. And that's LA Doula Care, D-O-U-L-A care.com. For all your sleep training needs, which you can book even before you have your baby. A lot of people <laughs> book that far in advance. She's looking I'm at you, crazy. Joe. I probably do that. <laughs> um, yeah. So you could also book as far as even when you find out you're pregnant. That is Sweet Dreams LA. So that's sweetdreamsla.com. And I also have an online baby box subscription yes. service called Store, which is all high end clothing, developmental toys, and books. And it's called Stork and it's stork-box.com. LA Doula Care's Instagram is LA Doula Care. Sweet Dreams LA's Instagram is sweetdreams.la. And Stork's Instagram is stork.box. Amazing. Thank you, Kimberly, for coming on and sharing all your wisdom. Oh, it's been so great. I love chatting with you. Yes. It's just about bringing the village back to the new mother. Every one of our guests says the word village. That is our keyword. That's what we need. Yay, Kimberly, bring in the village. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, Kimberly. Thank Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the podcast by Little Honey Money. Visit us at www.littlehoneymoney.com and follow along on Instagram at Little Honey Money.